Welcome to the Faith Life Fellowship Podcast with Dr. Scott Forrest. In today's message, Dr. Forrest presents Pastor Casey Dees with his teaching, Four Priorities of a Last Days Believer. Praise the Lord. It is my great honor to introduce a friend of mine. His name is Casey Dees, and I'll tell you just a a little bit about our history. We've been knowing them for, what, 30 years? Close to to 30 years. Back when Trish and I were youth pastors in uh, Minden, Louisiana, Casey and some other guys were our youth leaders. And Casey is now a pastor in Lawton, Oklahoma, of Destiny Church. And we have a real close relationship with him and his church. And uh, he's been down here with us since Friday. We've already taken him to the beach. We have acclimatized him to this weather, and he loves it, loves being near the ocean. But anyway, I'll let Casey share any more details about our relationship if he wants to. But I believe he has the word for the hour for Faith Life Fellowship this morning. Amen. So I'm going to turn it over to Casey, and y'all are going to be blessed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What an honor to be able to, to speak at, at this church. Praise God. Uh, um, it, it's, you guys don't know what you have here, I don't think. Uh, Pastor Scott and Miss Trish, uh, we... we I came to, I landed in, in Minden, um, April 1993. I had an encounter with the Lord, and, and my whole life changed. In one prayer, uh, when, I, when I said yes to Jesus, the chains fell off of my life, and, and um, God began to do a work in me. He put, put hope in my heart for the future, and, and you know, God has a plan for every single person, and, and I knew it was like I plugged something in, like immediately I knew that Man, God had a plan for my life, and I was on a different track, and and that things would never be the same, and and so just and and I, I started out. I never knew anything else, so I started out going to the Baptist church that my mom went to, and um, and like a couple of months later, I met um, your pastors, and um, they were actually doing a youth rally. I walked in and, and and experienced the presence of God for the first time in my life. That I mean, people had their hands lifted, and man, this the glory of God was there, and. And I was like, I'm going back to that place. And, uh, and before you knew it, um, we were invading their home, and um, they let us come into their home. And me and my ragtag crew of guys that um, we, several of us got born again at the same time, we're all still friends to this day, and three of us out of the four are in ministry. And, and uh, so we, we, we would invade their house and, and eat their food, and, and they had to kick us out to make us go home. And, and uh, yeah, it, was, it was just uh, that, that time put a foundation under me. Uh, if I hadn't met them, I don't, I don't know what direction I would have gone in. I, w- I was filled with the Holy Spirit because of their influence in my life. I ended up at Rainbow Bible Training Center, and um, a year later after I met them, um, was in ministry training school. And, and, um, and, so they, and, and we've stayed in touch all these years, and um, they, he's, Pastor Scott is still speaking into my life today. And, uh, and so you are blessed. You know that, Faith Life Fellowship? You are blessed. You have a, a gift um, from God in your midst, and don't take it lightly. Don't take your connection to that lightly, um, because God wants to do great things through you and through this church. Amen? 
listen, and don't ever let the devil lie to you and tell you, well, we're small right now and this and that and the other. Listen, everything starts as a seed in the kingdom, and God's plan is multiplication. Hallelujah. Amen? And so anyway, so I'm just, I I count as an honor and a privilege to be here. I could probably go on and um, say more about that, but praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, um, before we get started, I just had it in my heart to do something. Um, Worship was wonderful, by the way. Oh, good job. Praise the Lord. Um, God is good. The presence of the Lord is still here. You guys realize, like, he's, he's, it's, uh, listen, I I just had this in my heart, and I don't normally just, I'm just telling you, there's, there's, there's several in here, like, you've dealt with, like, like, either a major disappointment, a major loss, I felt like that's everybody in America in 2020, right? But, but, but the, the, you're just dealing with hurt just from disappointment and grief and maybe it's a relationship. Maybe it was a job. I mean, I don't know what all, I just feel like, like, put your, just, if that's you right now, if that describes you and you're like still working through that and you're like, I know you're like, I'm healed in Jesus name and I'm through it and whatever, but, but you're still battling. <laughs> you're still struggling. Just put your hand over your heart right now. We're just going to pray. Just, 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 just lift a hand to heaven if you want to. Father, I just thank you right now. Jesus, that you are the one that came to heal the brokenhearted, and you have not changed. And your spirit is here. And so in the authority of your name right now, we just declare broken hearts be healed. Let the healing anointing of Jesus that heals broken hearts flow and touch let there be an impartation now, Father, in the name of Jesus. Just be healed now. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that your anointing's working in the lives of people. Thank you, Lord, for restored soul. Thank you for renewed joy. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, that we're free. Thank you for hope for the future. Thank you, Lord, for a fresh vision. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. You got our future. Thank you, Lord. Jesus' name, we thank you for it. We thank you for freedom from that. In the name of Jesus, those wounds can be healed. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And there's a day that comes when the wounds are only scars. And they're what used to be. And the pain is gone. But maybe the scars remain, but you know the one that sealed your heart. Hallelujah, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if you've got your Bibles, turn over to um, Luke chapter 10 with me this morning. Praise the Lord. And I'll get there eventually. Um, <laughs> hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I should probably, yeah, praise God. Thank you, Lord. Well, um, I just, I had, had it in my heart to share some things this morning. Listen, how many of y'all know that, that God's going to use, listen, if you're sold out to the Lord, He's going to use you in this time. He's going to use your life. He's going to use your voice and your hands to touch the lives of others. Amen. If you're willing, if you're a yielded vessel, listen, and and let me me just say something, and you'll probably hear me say this again before the day's over. Like, this is where you're here. Thank God. I I applaud you. You're you're here in church this morning, and you're here. Listen, every time you come into the house of God, every time you come, into this place and worship with other believers. Every time you come and receive the word, you're receiving things from the Lord. The Lord's imparting things into you. He's equipping you. 
Amen? Don't take it lightly. It's a divine appointment. Amen? It's not like just something, it's a luxury, well, take it or leave it. No, it's like you, you need to be there. Amen? And, and no one paid me to say that. It's just true. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, you know, Daniel 11.32 says that, that basically that, that those that know their God, they'll be strong and do exploits. Amen? They'll be strong. They'll take action. And listen, you're in that group. Listen, there's a group in the church that's just casual believers. You're not that group. You're not that group. I already know because I know this church and I know this ministry. You are not that group. Hallelujah. (laughs) There's another group that's called the remnant. Amen. Hallelujah. And those are the ones that want to please God over everything else, and they want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And they want to be his voice in the earth. And I'm telling you, don't take that lightly. That's a big deal to God. Amen? You think, well, there's believers like that everywhere. Well, (laughs) um, (laughs) that's changing in America. I'm just going to say it like that. Amen? Hallelujah. And so the Bible says that there's there's coming a day or there's a day and a time that the Bible prophesied about where darkness would cover the earth, deep darkness the people, but that that, that the glory of God would rise on the church. (laughs) Amen. That the church, actually the church would rise up. Actually, that's if you want me to just roll that back just a little bit, the church would rise up first and then the spirit of the Lord and the glory of God would come upon the church. Hallelujah. So listen, church. The Lord says, come up higher, and the glory of the Lord will rest upon you. Amen? The glory of the Lord will rest upon you. And God wants you to be his, his, his vessel. He wants you to be a carrier of his glory. Amen? He wants you to be like a, 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 a walking dispenser of the love and the glory of God. Everywhere you go, he wants you to carry his glory. We have this treasure in the earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. He wants you, and you come here, you come here to get filled up, fueled up, topped off, so that you go out of here with an overflowing cup, and you go somewhere carrying the love and the presence and the glory of God, and carrying a word, God, to somebody that's that's weary, to somebody that's hurting, and you have that. God will use you. I'm telling you, the Spirit of God lives in you. You go, well, I'm not qualified. Well, are you available? (laughs) because <laughs> the Lord doesn't really use qualified people that much. He uses people that, like, if you're really smart, he probably won't talk to you much because you already know everything. But if, you're, if you'll humble yourself and just say, God, use me, he'll use you. Hallelujah. And so, you know, the, one of the things about the last days that Jesus said, there were several things that he said about the last days. One of the things he said was basically that deception would run rampant. Amen? How many of y'all think like we might have entered into that time? Like, seriously, like, have you, have you watched the news lately? And, and he talked about this, that the, 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 because of the lawlessness that would abound, the love of many would grow cold. <laughs> and, you know, and then he talked about how that some would depart from the faith in the last day, that they would give sed- uh, heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of demons. We don't like those verses, I know, but those are in the Bible. And so we talked about that, and, and, and then Paul, of course, he talked about, you know, by the Holy Ghost, that, that, that perilous times would set in, that they'd be dangerous times, that people would be lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, and all these different things that he shared about. Hallelujah. And so we live in a time like where we're seeing like the casual church, 
<laughs> I don't even want to say this. Like, I, I need to say this. The casual church is, but many in the casual church are becoming a casualty of war. And like, you're not those people, right? You're like, that's not us. And so this is what I want to just share with you this morning is because of the time, because of the season we're in, you got to do what it takes to stay strong and you got to do it on purpose and you have to be intentional about some things. And I, and I, and I wish I could tell y'all, man, I'm going to share something so spiritual, so lofty with you this morning. It's going to blow your mind. But at least listen, I know better than that because you, you guys are well taught. Amen. But I just had a word in my heart. Basically, it's just that there's four priorities. Amen. Of a bold last day believer. Amen. Anybody interested in that? Four things that I need to make a priority, that I need to commit to, that I need to be engaged with as a last day's believer. Amen. And I'm telling you, listen, don't overlook, don't, don't stumble over the simplicity. Grab hold of what, what's, because these are principles, okay? I'm not going to, you know, this is not deep. This is something that you just need to grab onto. Amen. And the first thing is that you need to grab onto is you need to, you need to have devotion to God. There needs to be a devotion in your life to God. And we're going to talk about that just a little bit this morning. Um, you know, in Psalms, um, I love Psalms 27. You know, David starts talking about the Lord is my light, my salvation, whom shall I fear? And, and he starts saying all this stuff about how when I, my enemies, you know, they stumbled and fell because of the presence of the Lord and, and all this stuff. And he, and he goes out of talking about how his enemies are all going to fall. And he just like transitions into verse 4, Psalm 27, 4, and says, out of that, I'm like, you're talking about your enemies being smashed and all this stuff. And then he goes into verse 4 and he says, one thing I've desired of the Lord, this will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. So David said, listen, the one thing I desire more than anything else is a close walk with God. He said, this is the one thing I've desired of the Lord, that I might dwell in his presence, in his house, that I might behold his beauty. Amen. So David's life, David was a warrior king. And David went through things that would have stopped most people. Are y'all listening to me? Sometimes you're walking through stuff and you're like, how am I going to get through this? Listen, with God, you can get through it. Amen. I'm a living testimony of it. (laughs) I'm telling you. And I don't even have time to go into that this morning, but I'm just telling you. With God, you can get through anything. Hallelujah. But um, so David was a mighty warrior. Hallelujah. He was strong and courageous, but it was because of his relationship with God. David said things like, and you're you're thinking, what's the secret to being a warrior king? How do you kill giants? How do you do all this stuff? And he said things to God like, your gentleness is maybe great. Like he had a relationship, the Lord, you're my shepherd. You're my caretaker. Like when you really, when you say the Lord is my shepherd, you're saying I am a dumb sheep and you are my leader, right? You're like, I, 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 like you're my everything. Like if, if, I don't, if I don't have you, I don't know where to go eat, <laughs> right? I mean, like you, you're, you provide, you protect, you guide. I, I'm totally, this, this is what he was saying. I'm totally dependent on you, God. That's what David was saying, Amen. And so David had that relationship with God. He was a worshiper. Amen. He loved God's word. Psalm 119, he loved God's word. And that was, that was, that was the foundation of the king that God said, this is the pattern for the rest of the kings. This is a man after my own heart. And I've asked the Lord, I said, I want David's testimony. Because David's, the Bible says that David served his generation by the will of God. How many of you want that testimony? Listen, put, put it out in front of you. I told the, the, like, there's testimonies in the Bible. I'm like, I want that. 
Like, I want the testimony of Enoch, not that I got sucked up, but I'm just saying that, <laughs> that, that I walk with God and I please the Lord, that I walk by faith. Amen? I want that testimony. And so, hallelujah. Luke chapter 10, or you guys are already there, you've been there for 20 minutes, but it's all good. Luke 10, hallelujah. So God was really the strength of his life. When he said, the Lord's my light, my salvation, he was saying, God, you're everything. You are the strength of my life. Amen. And the Bible says that, that God gives great, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. When you say things like that and you depend on God and you brag on God, you're saying, God, I'm dependent on you. You are the one that's going to carry the grace. You are the one that's going to get all the help. Hello, somebody. Amen. Or you can say, I got this by myself. I'm a self-made man. And you can struggle through the rest of your life. Have fun with that. Um. <laughs> Hallelujah. Luke chapter 10, it says, Now it happened, they went into a, a verse 38, my, by the way. Now it happened that they went, as they went, he entered at a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. Huh. Yeah, y'all would have gotten a lot more colorful with that. Some of you ladies would have. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, <laughs> you're worried and you're troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. And Mary's chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. I don't know if you just like thought about this very much. Like this passage, like these little couple of verses just fascinate me because I just think about that. Like if Jesus comes to your house, he's not coming for the tacos. You know what I'm saying? Jesus shows up at your house, and he's there. And, and think about it. Martha was in the same house that Mary was in. Jesus came to see Martha, too. Jesus wanted to speak to Martha, too. But it's possible to be in the right place. Hello, somebody just woke somebody up. It's possible to be in the right place and still miss God. You know? And, and, but Mary, she just plopped herself down like, I know i got lots of things to do, but right now this is what I'm doing. She gave priority to sitting at the feet of Jesus. Amen? She gave priority over everything else to time with Jesus. Amen? To hearing his word. She put herself in a receiving mode. And I, and I, but I, I just want to share with you, and i just got a couple points to share with you this morning about some different things but and so this is going to be like I could preach on this like probably for a week but I'm just telling you like there's got to be a priority in our lives to sitting at the feet of Jesus and I don't know if you know this or not but time spent in this book is time spent at the feet of Jesus amen it is it's not I mean Peter they saw Jesus glorified on the top of the mount with Elijah and Moses. Saw Jesus' clothes light up, brighter than a Christmas tree. You know what I'm saying? They saw all that. And he said, even though I saw that, even though I heard the voice from heaven, we have a more sure word of prophecy than even that. Your Bible is a more sure word. You can trust. Listen, I don't care what anybody tells you. You can trust God's word. Amen? Every, every, every line, you can trust God's word. And so 
I just want to just share with you a couple of practical things. Listen, your devotion time's got to become a non-negotiable part of your life. Like every other part of your life is built around this. Like this is first. And I know some people are like, well, I do mine at night. And listen, if that works for you, make it work. Fine. I don't do mine at night because here's what I decided. The first thing's always a sure thing. You know what I mean? And if, if, if I get up and I know I have to beat the, 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 the rest of the house waking up at my house to make this happen, right? But so, so if I get up and I block out that first hour of the day or whatever it is, then nothing can steal that from me. And it's like, Mary, Jesus said it was a choice. Like sometimes we're like, well, I'm too busy. That's a lie from hell. You're not too busy for time with Jesus. And if you put it first, the first thing is a sure thing. Amen? And I'm talking about things that are going to keep you on track when other people are deceived and they're getting pulled off all over the place. Like people that we thought were solid. And if you think, well, I can't ever be deceived, you're deceived. I'm sorry, I'm really being, I'm not, I should be, I should be more mild. This is the pastor's job to talk like this. I'm a pastor, I'm sorry. Like it's just the way it's going to happen. So I'm just, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't tell you the truth. So that's what I'm, that's my go-to. Amen. (laughs) So. Hallelujah. Let me give you three intentional things that you need to do to make that happen every day. This is so simple, but a lot of people don't do this. You got to find a place. Amen. You got to find a place. You got to make an appointment. And like I've gotten to where like, like I put this, this may sound stupid to you, but it's official and it's important. So I put an an appointment pops up on my phone. And I have to get up 15 minutes before my appointment because I got to take the dog out. You know what I'm saying? Because he's going to, otherwise he's going to interrupt me. And so like a little thing goes off on my phone and that hour is D&D hour. And I don't know if you guys have one of these little things that dings at you and tries to pull on you all the time. You have to put it on D&D. You have to shut stuff off. If it's important, you treat it like it's holy. You treat it like it's sacred. You treat it like it's, this is like nothing. Like you, let me just say it like this. You bulldoze anything that would try to steal that time in your life. Nobody and nothing is more important than your time with the Lord. Amen, somebody. Praise God. So it's your, you you pick a place, you pick an appointment. Um, I know this is, I I feel stupid for having to say this. I say things like this all the time. Like I tell uh, the people in our church all the time, I'm like the best investment you can get is a $2 notebook. Like, if you'll get a notebook and your Bible and just come to church with a pen, you're going to grow. I know that's really deep. <laughs> I'm doing all right, Pastor. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just telling you. Because, listen, what this man serves on Sunday morning is stuff that you could feed on the rest of the week. Unless you walk in here and sit down in the chair and go, oh, that was good. Good message, Pastor. And you leave and forget what you heard. It's what you do with the word after you receive it that's going to make a difference in your life. Amen. Praise God. And so you need, um, you need a place, you need an appointment, and you need a plan. What's your plan? What am I going to do? You go, you have a plan? Yeah, you need a plan. You have a plan for everything else. You need a plan for your spiritual growth. You need a plan for your time with the Lord. And, man, I recommend like that everybody get on a Bible reading plan. And you can make your own up if you want to, but that way you already know what you're going to do before you get there. You go, what if I'm not feeling it that day? Do it anyway. (laughs) 
Because feelings really, uh, devotion comes first, then delight. Are you, are you following me? Faith will cause you to overcome your feelings and enter into God's presence. Faith will. And when you pick up your Bible and you sit down at the feet of Jesus, so to speak, you're coming with the Holy Spirit there with you. And when you make time for the Lord and you make an appointment, he will make time to meet with you. You are saying this this is important. This is first priority. This is me seeking first the kingdom of God. I'm putting this above everything else. And like this little thing, this sounds so simple. But if you'll do this, if you just do this five days a week, I forget what, I think that's 260 hours a week. If you said I'm going to take an hour, maybe you just take a half an hour. If you're not doing anything, start with a half an hour. I mean, just, just start where you're at, but then just increase it as the Lord t- speaks to you. He, he will. And you, here's the thing that will happen is if you start with a half an hour, you'll always feel like a half an hour is not enough. Like for me, like when I went to an hour, I always felt like an hour is not enough. And so really all that, that, that morning time does is just sets the pace for the rest of the day. And so like that's not like the last time I talked to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? That's just like a start. That's like a that's a that's the that's a launch pad for my day. Amen. Before everything else starts. Because how many of y'all know if you wait till the day gets started and it gets busy, you're like, I'm gonna pray in my car. That's not the same. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm I'm not being legalistic. I'm just telling do what works for you, but just put that make that devotion a priority. And Paul told Timothy, listen. Perilous times are going to come, and he said, "What's the remedy for perilous times?" And Paul began to talk to him about the scriptures that you've learned, the scripture, the word of God. That's the remedy. That's what's going to keep you solid. That's what's going to keep you stable through perilous times. Amen. That's what's going to make things for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad you got a clock in the back of the church because praise the Lord. I'm just going to share some verses with you. If you, t- if, you t- if you take notes, take some notes. If you don't take notes, go ahead and take some notes. Um, but um, I'm just going to share some things. I'm going to give you guys a flyby view of this, praise the Lord, this morning. Because I just had four things that I felt like I was supposed to share, and I've gotten through one. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. It, that was the most important. If you don't learn anything else today, take that home and put that into practice. That'll keep you strong right there. Praise God. So, uh, and I'll just read to you. Um, I, I encourage you, just jot down, right, read 2 Timothy chapter 3. You go read through and read about the perilous times, and then you read like what he ends with, and he talks about the Scripture. I'm going to read the, the Passion Translation, 2 Timothy 3.16. It says this. I love this. It says, God has transmitted his very substance into every Scripture. For it's God-breathed. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you into a deeper path of godliness. Amen. So much just right there in that verse. Amen. That time in the Word, when you're reading the Word, the Word's going to read you. (laughs) The Word's going to talk to you. The Word's going to instruct you. The Word's going to correct you. Amen. Hallelujah. And God corrects us because he loves us, right? It's, it's uh, hallelujah. He keeps us on course. So that's the first thing, like devotion's got to be number one priority. 
and really Bible reading. And I, I just want to encourage you, there's a lot of good plans out there. There's like a one-year Bible, which I've actually never done. Uh, there's one called the McShane plan that's really cool that I'm probably going to go to next. Um, there's a lot of different ones. I'm doing one right now that's kind of intense because it's like 10 chapters a day because I knew like I need to be in this season. I just felt like I needed to be immersed in the Word. You know what I'm saying? And so that's the one I'm doing right now. I think it's uh, Dr. James Horner's plan, but it's Anyway, just you read through the Old Testament, you're always reading through the New Testament like constantly. And um, so the McShane, I think you read through the Old Testament, the whole Bible once, and then saw the Psalms and the New Testament twice in a year, which it doesn't take that long. But it's such an investment in your life. It's so simple. I don't, I'm amazed at how many Christians don't, like you don't read your Bible. You've got to read your Bible. The Bible, the, it will speak to you. Yeah, so many people want God to speak. I want a goose bump. I want a chill bump. I want a word. Open the book, and the God of the word will talk to you. Amen? The God of the word will talk to you. He'll speak through the book. And not only that, but when you put the word into you all the time, the Holy Spirit, you start learning his language. You learn the sound of his voice and how he speaks. And you know that. Like when he, when he begins to nudge you, by that still small voice or just by the inward witness, you're like, that's the same Holy Spirit that spoke to me this morning when I was reading my Bible. Amen. That's a familiar, that's not a stranger's voice. That's the voice I heard this morning. And we've got to be like that in the times we're living in. Amen. That's got to be, that's, that's important. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, so make that devotion, make the word of God first. The second thing is, is make time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're missing part of your equipment. Listen, first of all, man, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, you need to do that today. Like, don't wait. You're like, I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven or hell. Well, you can know because somebody came and died. Jesus, God sent his son. He loved you so much that he came and he shed his innocent blood because you needed a savior. Because the Bible says that all of us had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That the wages of sin was death and we'd be separated from God for an eternity. But the good news of that is the free gift of God was eternal life that came through Jesus Christ. Amen. That he came and paid the price. He didn't have to come, but love compelled him. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. And so he came and died and shed his innocent blood so that you could be forgiven. That your sins could be forgiven and that you could start a brand new life in God. Amen? And God raised him from the dead so you could be made right with him. And, and I'm telling you, from all the decisions from the time I was born, and I know I just segued, but this is for somebody. From the time I was born until the time I die, the most important decision I ever made in my life was making Jesus Lord of my life. If I got everything else wrong and got that right, it's going to be okay. Amen? But that, that, is, that is like a, so, so if, if you're not born again, then you need to make that decision. Now, second thing, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just like the Bible says, Jesus is, a lot of people are like, well, isn't that controversial? I'm like, it's red letter controversial. That means that Jesus, the head of the church, instituted it. He told his disciples, he said, don't go anywhere until you receive power from on high. He said, you're going to go into all the world, you're going to preach the gospel. But he said, first, you need to receive the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? It's one thing to have the Spirit living within. It's another thing for the power of the Holy Spirit to come upon you and empower you for ministry and for life. Amen? 
Hallelujah. So, and w- when you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the, the you have this wonderful thing, this le- prayer language of praying in, uh, in other tongues. It's such a powerful thing. And Jude 20 talks about how you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Listen, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, pray in the Spirit. (laughs) I want you to know you've got power available on tap 24 hours a day. When you're struggling, pray in the Spirit. Listen, pray in the Spirit as often as you can and as long as you can. Because praying in the Spirit will help you live over in the place of the Spirit. That doesn't mean you're floating around or that you have wings, or that you're weird. It just means you're in tune with heaven. It means you're more aware of the presence of God within you than you are the things that are coming against you. Amen. And so it builds you up. It builds you up. How many of y'all need to be encouraged? Wave your hand up if you need to be encouraged. Like, we all, like right now you cannot overdose on encouragement. The more you pray in the Spirit, the more you're going to receive encouragement, direction, strength, it's a direct line to heaven. It's wonderful. The Bible says when you pray in an unknown tongue, you're speaking directly unto God. You're praying out mysteries and secrets. Your little, your little mind does not know about them. But your spirit, with, hooked up with the Holy Spirit, does. Amen? And th- this is something that will build you up and will help you get through tough times. Amen? Hallelujah. So pray, by all means, make a habit of praying in the Holy Ghost. You supercharge your spirit when you pray in the Holy Ghost. You make the strength will rise up on the inside of you. Boldness will rise up on the inside of you. Fear and depression and anxiety will leave you when you begin to just let your spirit pray. Hallelujah. So I give you the first one was devotion, talking about putting the word of God first. The second one's pray in the Holy Ghost. The third one's really simple. Listen, when God brings a relationship into your life and you know those are divine relationships, divine friendships, you, got, you need to make the effort to stay connected to people. Listen, it, and I, can I talk to the men for a second? I just, I just want to talk to the fellas. Listen, guys, when we're going through stuff, we're men, we're all strong, right? And we want to just go, go sit in a corner somewhere or be by ourselves. Like, I don't want to talk to anybody. And we're, we're men, right? So we're all tough and all that. Fellas, <laughs> like your enemy is isolation. When you're struggling, you got to reach out. Are you listening to me? It's what's going to keep you on, on, on track. Amen. If you don't have a, 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 a friend that you can reach out to and you're struggling, especially if you're struggling with things that you can't overcome by yourself, reach out to your pastor. Amen. He wants you to. I know you think, well, I'm going to be embarrassed. No, he, he wants you to come to him for help. Hallelujah. Amen. But it's even better whenever you get men that have relationships with each other in the church and you just like check on each other and like you're struggling. Like, and then you can be honest and you don't have like, well, I'm tough. I can't tell anybody I'm, I have weakness or I have need. Or That's a weakness. I said, that's a weakness. It's pride. God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So the third thing was you stay connected with, with divine relationships. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm not even going to give you a truckload of scripture on that. Uh, so, and then the, the fourth thing, this is my final um, point, but it's really probably one of the best ones, is you've got to stay connected to the local church. You've got to not just connected, engaged. Because you're thinking, when I said, stay, stay engaged with the local church, you're thinking, I'm an attender. That's not what I meant. I said, stay engaged. You go, what's engaged? That means that you are hooked up with the leadership. You're praying for the leadership. You're praying for the church. 
Amen? You're, you're, you're involved. You're like, hey, what, what can I do? How can I serve? How can I be involved? Because see, the local church is still the heart of God. The local church is not man-made religion. Jesus is the author and finisher of the local church. He prophesied about the church before it was ever here. Upon this rock of revelation, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell are not going to prevail against it. Can I just tell you, it's going to get darker in the world, but the glory of God's going to be in the church. And on the, the hand of God is going to be on those that are engaged in the work of the local church. They're hooked up because see the local church is God's hand to which he'll, he'll work through to accomplish the great commission in the earth. And you're part of that. The pastor cannot do it on his own. He has to have the body. Amen? And so you've got to be connected with that. You've got to be engaged with that. And don't let anybody, I don't care what happens, don't let anybody talk you out of it. Because right now there's a whole move that, well, church is just, it's not really important. I'm saved. I'm telling you, like, you don't want to just be saved. You want to walk with God. You want to be in the presence of God. You want to be in a place like where, come on, y'all, the atmosphere in this place this morning, how many of y'all got refreshed? You don't, you don't need to go weeks without that. Amen? You need that. And here's the thing. Not only do you receive a supply when you come to, the, to this local church, and it's not any local church. It's a man of God that God's connected you with. And it's a gift, a ministry gift. And you think, well, I can just do my devotion. I, I, me and the Lord got our own thing. That's not biblical. Amen? Because God will put things in his heart for you that, nope, you're not going to get them. Well, watch YouTube preachers. So what? I'm telling you, God's, God's called a pastor here to minister to you. YouTube preachers aren't coming to your house to pray for you in the night or coming to the hospital. you got to be hooked up. Amen? And like this is the message like that I want people to preach at my church, but I can't preach it because I'm the pastor. Because <laughs> then they're like, ah, you're the pastor, so, you know. So this is the thing. Listen, Jesus, Revelation 1 through 3, Jesus said something over and over again. He said, he that has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The epistles, many of them were written to the churches. God's heart is still for the local church. you got to be connected to it. It is the body of Christ. And listen, there is some assembly required. Hello, somebody? you got to be connected to receive the supply. Listen, you cut your arm off and let's just go put it across the street and see how long it takes it to change colors and wither up. I know that's crude, but people think that, well, I can be isolated and do my own thing, and I can still walk in victory. Hallelujah. You're like, you don't even know us. I, I know, but I know. I know the thoughts. I know the spirit that's been trying to come against the church in this nation. And it is a spirit. And listen. Listen. I know y'all are all up in arms like, I'm not complying with the mask. But listen, you don't, you, I'm not worried about the mask. The mask is not a big deal. Do I like wearing a muzzle? No, but I'm just telling you. See, I'm glad you're not on Facebook Live. That's okay. I'm just telling you, you need to not comply with that spirit that's trying to disconnect you from the body. Because it is a spirit. 
That's real. Like spiritual warfare is real. And the devil will try to offend you over the color of the carpet and the song they sang on Sunday morning. He's a dirtbag. And he'll tell you, well, pastor didn't talk to you this morning. Well, pastor's probably got 20 things on his mind, so he loves you or he wouldn't be here. Trust me. He's not like here for the glamour and glitz and the money. I promise you. <laughs> it's not like the job like where you just said, oh, that's a glamorous job. It's, it's not. Oh, well, he just gets to get up. He just works on Sundays. Yeah, no, it's not really how it works. And, and, and he, listen, he labors in prayer for you. Just don't take that lightly. If I didn't say, if I didn't, if I didn't come here to say anything else, just receive that. I'm telling you, don't take that lightly. Like if you stay, I'm, I'm telling you, I've seen this, I've watched this firsthand. People that stay, that are faithful, that are saying, I'm going to serve, I'm going to tithe, I'm going to give, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be connected. I'm going to be, I'm going to be an encourager to my pastor. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to bless their family. I'm going to be part of the team. I'm going to help carry the vision down the field. Because he can't do it alone. And he has a big... Have you ever talked to your pastor? He has dreams in his heart that are huge. He can't do it without you. And you, listen, can I tell you something? If I drew like a circle, if I had a whiteboard, which I don't, but if I did, I would draw a little circle, and this is his influence. But then he's got you, and you're another circle that's connected. And then you're another circle that's connected. And then there's a circle connected to that. What could you do if you began to... Bring people with you to church. What could you do if you begin to reach out and evangelize people and tell them about Jesus and share your testimony? And you go, well, I don't, I'm not really, I'm just really not a preacher. Nobody said anything about being a preacher. This is the Great Commission. We're all called to it for, to lead people to Jesus. You just share your testimony, your story, and say, Jesus did this for you. Are you ready to receive the gift of eternal life? And you lead them in a prayer. It is not hard. But then the next thing that you say, you need your next step is water baptism. I know a great church where you can come and be water baptized and learn more about what just happened to you. This is how y'all hear what I'm talking to you about? Something like I got this from this the, the wisest guy that ever walked the planet. His name's Jesus. And he said, Go into all the world, make disciples. That's where it starts, right there. It's just by everybody doing their part and saying, I'm engaged. I'm in this thing. We're in this thing together. You go, well, the church is not perfect. No church is perfect. I'll, I'll tell you this. It may, the ship may have a, hole, a couple of holes in it. It may have some, some things that, that, that you know, well, I don't, like the, I don't like the color of that. I don't like, it's still the best thing on the water. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm telling you, you want to be hooked up. And preferably with a pastor that actually hears from heaven and is filled with the Holy Spirit. And that carries the healing power and presence of God in his life. Are you listening to me? Praise the, praise the Lord. Well, um, this was probably the most um, zigzag <laughs> message and word you've ever heard. But that's okay. I feel like we said some things. And <laughs> hallelujah. <laughs> I'm like, that just, it's all good. Yeah, I took notes. <laughs> praise God. Maybe you can help me decipher it when you're done. <laughs> We hope you enjoyed today's message, Four Priorities of a Last Days Believer. If you're in the Wilmington area and are looking for a place to worship, come join us. 
on Sunday at 10 a.m. for coffee and fellowship and 10.30 for worship and service. If you would like to learn more about us and hear more of Dr. Forrest's teachings, visit our website at gofaithlife.com. Also, visit and like our Facebook page at Faith Life Wilmington.